Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. Alright, so this morning we are doing a message called Do Not Miss the Boat. And we're going to be looking at Matthew Chapters 24, chapter 24, verses 36 to 39. And you know what? I had it bookmarked, but then I was doing other reading, and I moved my bookmark, so now i got to get there myself. So bear with me. No chocolate for me. Wah, wah. Oh, well. That's okay. I don't need it because of this. All right. So... Uh, A couple years ago, Olivia and I were serving in a different church down in a town called Blacks Harbor, New Brunswick. And this was a small fishing village. It was right on the Bay of Fundy. And uh, someone told us that if we wanted to see fireworks for the 4th of July, uh, my wife is American originally, so she wanted to see 4th of July fireworks. Uh, Someone told us that if we went to an island called Deer Island, we would be able to see the fireworks very clearly and closely from a a town called Eastport, which was in Maine. And so we thought, oh, that would be really cool and exciting. Let's let's, uh, go over to Deer Island, go to the other end of the island, and watch the 4th of July fireworks that are happening across the ocean. And so uh, you had to take this little ferry to get across, and the ferry would go back and forth throughout the day every half hour. So we get to the ferry landing and we look at the schedule and we see that the last boat leaves at about 10 o'clock. And we thought that that meant the boat leaves the island at 10 o'clock. Now the fireworks were at like 9.30, so we thought there's plenty of time to watch the fireworks and then head back to the ferry landing, get on that last boat, and be able to go home. We get on the ferry, we get across, we watch the fireworks. It was beautiful. And then we drive back as quickly as we can to the ferry landing. And we're sitting there waiting for the 10 o'clock boat. And it goes past 10 o'clock and there's still no boat. And then all of a sudden we see the ferry arriving to the island at about 10.30. And we misread the schedule. The last boat left the mainland at 10 o'clock, not the island. And so we were trapped on Deer Island at 10.30 at night with nowhere to go, with no plan. And so we luckily got into this Airbnb that just happened to have one bed available so that we weren't trapped in our car or on the side of the road. So it all worked out. But we were not paying attention to the schedule. We looked at it too quickly and we thought, oh yeah, we're, we're fine, we're good. We didn't pay attention. We went over and we missed the boat. And so today we're talking about not missing the boat. When we look at Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 to 39, here's what it says. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as it were in the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until they were unaware the flood came, and it swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Man. And so, to give you an idea of what's happening here in this story, Jesus has been with his disciples in Jerusalem, and they've been doing the ministry that's leading up to the time before he is 
going to be crucified and resurrected. And they come across the temple. And the disciples look at the temple and they go, you know, Jesus, the, the temple's really nice looking. You know, it's, it's really beautiful. And they're just in awe of this beautiful structure. And Jesus goes on to tell them, guess what? It's not going to last. It's going to be destroyed. And so the disciples are distracted by this thing that is temporary. And from that moment on, Jesus goes into this discourse talking about the end times and comparing them to the days of Noah. He says after this that there will be false prophets, messiahs, wars, rumors of wars, nations against nations, famines, earthquakes, persecution, increased wickedness, abominations, death, darkness, and destruction. But the disciples asked Jesus, well, when will all this happen? And Jesus says, it'll be like the days of Noah. No one will know the day or the hour. And so the story of Noah's Ark, in case you are unfamiliar with it, if you grew up in church, if you went to Sunday school, you would have heard the, the good old classic song, God told Noah there's going to be a floody, floody, right? You know that song, some of you? Hands up if you know it. Okay, a few of you. So the quick story of Noah's Ark is God told Noah there's going to be a flood. Build an ark to save you and your family from the coming destruction. And so God puts together this ark, this boat, and it's meant to be a vessel of salvation for him and his family. And we know from other parts of the Bible that people mocked Noah. They said, there's no flood. There's not going to be any rain. You're crazy, Noah. Like, just what are you doing? But Noah went on and continued to build the ark, and he and his family were saved by the flood that came. The people in Noah's day did not know when the flood was going to come. Noah didn't know when the flood was going to come. But Noah trusted God and built the ark in spite of not knowing. And so Jesus compares himself to this exact story. He says, I will return, but you do not know when it will be. You need to be ready. You need to not miss the boat. The disciples, they were distracted by the things that were temporary. They were distracted by the things that were unnecessary. And the people in Noah's day were even distracted by their comforts. Things like excess celebration, marrying, drinking, feasting, believing themselves to be invincible, immortal, almost like they were gods. They lived only in the present moment and paid no attention to the world around them and what God was up to. So they had no vision for the future. They were passive. They were indulgent. And they were no different than maybe what we see in today's world. I've had many conversations lately with different folks who are concerned with the way of the world. And, and in spite of how things are going, Jesus has still provided himself as a vessel for salvation. We don't need to be distracted by the things that are temporary. We don't need to be distracted by the things that are temporary. We don't need to be distracted by, the th by our own comforts. And yet, this so often happens. We will get distracted by those things. If we stay distracted, we're going to miss the boat. If we don't pay attention, 
we're going to miss the boat. Just like how Olivia and I were not paying attention to the actual schedule and how it was actually laid out. We missed the boat, and we kind of suffered for it. But if we miss the boat, if we miss the salvation that God has offered to us through his son Jesus, we are going to miss the boat and we are going to suffer God's wrath, destruction, just like the people in Noah's day who suffered the flood. Let's not miss the boat. Let's pay attention. And so what do we need to do with this? Well, there's a couple things we need to do. Number one, we need to be on guard. In Matthew 24, 42, Jesus tells us to keep watch. He's teaching us that we need to stay on guard, that we need to pay attention to what is happening, to what he is doing, to pay attention not just to the way the world is falling apart around us, but pay attention to the things that he wants to do, the work that he wants to do, that he wants to save us, that he wants to rescue us from this world, that he cares about your friends, your family, our community, all the darkness, all the people who are lost in this world. He cares about them. He wants to use us to spread his light to this world, and we need to pay attention to that. We need to be on guard. Number two, we need to be all in. Following Jesus is a whole life commitment. A couple years ago, I was on a canoeing trip with my friend John. I got a little canoe here. Thanks, Kyle. And my friend John, he sat at the front of the boat, and I was at the back of the boat. And we had it half in the water, half on land, and we were getting ready to go off and do our little canoeing adventure. And so I had one foot in the boat like this, and I had another foot on land, and I push off, and I misjudged the gap between the land and the boat, and I got nervous, and I thought, oh no, I better, I better try and stop this thing. And so I tried to replant my foot on land. Guess where I ended up? In the water. If we're not all in... If we're not all in the boat, if this boat takes off and I'm not all in, I'm not going where that boat's going. See, the Bible kind of compares salvation to this idea of crossing a river. There's imagery and symbolism throughout. And, and if I'm not all in, if I'm not fully in the ark of salvation, if I'm not fully committed to following Jesus, I'm not going to the destination. I'm left behind. I'm in the water. I'm drowning. I'm dying. We need to be all in. See, it's more than just weekly attendance at church. It's more than just doing good works. It's more than just having good morals and living a proper life. It's more than just following tradition. These are not the boats that save us. They're good things, but they're not the vessel for our salvation. Jesus wants us all in, following him at all costs, with no strings attached. So we've got to pay attention. We've got to be all in. And number three, we need to stop ignoring the warnings. They're all around us, aren't they? We're seeing what's happening in our world that's increasingly getting 
harder and more difficult and dark, and I've been talking with some parents who are concerned about their kids and school and things like that. There's enough warnings around us, and we need to stop ignoring them. There is a day that Jesus is returning, and we believe in that. We have hope in that. But that's not going to be just a day of celebration for those of us who love him and are following him. It's a day of destruction for those who are not. And there are warnings for those people. He's coming with judgment. And you have the option to be saved from it. Stop ignoring the warnings and get in the boat and be saved. We learn from 2 Peter chapter 2 that Noah likely warned other people about the flood, but they ignored him and they drowned. Jesus has warned us about the end, so we have no excuse but to follow him. So we need to pay attention. We need to be all in. We need to not ignore the warnings. And finally, we need to just put our faith in Jesus today and not miss the boat. The band's going to come and lead us in a few songs for us to respond and worship to. But there may be some of you here today who have been seeking after God, wondering, flirting with it a little bit, seeing whether or not it's for you. And Jesus is calling us today to put our faith in him. He desires none of us to miss the boat. He wants us all in. And so my invitation to you today is that if you have yet to make that decision to follow Jesus, to simply just do that today. You can do that by just coming and talking to me or Pastor Cheryl, and we'll help guide you through that. You can come to the altars here during these songs and just present yourself to God and just give over your life to him. Just make that commitment. But he wants you. He wants that relationship with you. And some of you maybe you're hiding, you're running. Maybe you made a decision years ago but kind of fell away for a time and you're not sure if he'll take you back. He will. He will. His love and his grace is so much greater than the sins that you've committed. His forgiveness is greater than your shame. And so just give your life to him and respond to this word today. Let me pray for us and then the team will lead us. Lord, I just thank you for your salvation. You've provided a way for us through your son, Jesus. You've provided us a vessel to rescue us from this world. Lord, may we get all in to this boat. May none of us be left behind. God, I pray for our families that are here, for the parents who are raising children up in this world. God, that you would give them strength, that you would give them wisdom. God, that you would help them guide their kids to following you. And God, I just ask that today there would be someone who just says, today I'm following you, I'm all in. I'm laying aside the ways of the world. I'm surrendering to you now.
And so, Holy Spirit, have your way in this time. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways. Thank you.